Good morning, everyone. It is Sunday morning. Oh, here we go. Here she is. Oh, Maggie says hi again. She's being incredibly ornery this morning. She found a cricket. She's having a ball. So, the Lord has given me an awesome sermon today. It's called Jesus Came by Water and Blood. I'm, uh, I've been looking forward to it for a while. He actually has given me this sermon. Uh, I've been, this has been on my heart for a few weeks. So, uh, and man, John has just been hitting me lately. I'm just, the book of the Gospel of John and uh, the book of First John. So, um, we're just going to pray and just jump right into this. Lord, thank you for bringing us together today. Please, Lord, put your words on my lips and let me speak the words that you want me to speak and let your spirit move through me and let everyone that hears these words receive them as, as you are freely giving them. Let them receive them into their hearts and let their spirits be stirred within them and let them believe and know with no question, with no doubt, that Jesus Christ is Lord. That He is the only begotten Son, Your only begotten Son, Father God. You sent Him to save us from our sins, to, to redeem us so that we have everlasting life in heaven with You. You didn't want heaven without us. You wanted heaven with us. And through Jesus, we receive Your Holy Spirit. We are filled with Your Holy Spirit, bathed and baptized in the Holy Spirit of God. And we become children of God through your grace and your mercy and your beautiful and wonderful love. Thank you, Lord God. Please fill us with your words of truth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay. We're going to be in 1 John chapter 5. First John chapter First John chapter five and I'm gonna read verse five through twelve. And this is mineral water, by the way. Just in case anyone was wondering. First John chapter five, verse five through twelve. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. Not by water only, but by water and blood. It is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. Now what does that mean? Jesus came by water and blood. Not just by water, but also by blood. What, what does this mean? This actually has a double meaning. But right now, we're going to talk about the beginning of this meaning. Jesus is God. He is the Word of God. And He is the image of the invisible God. I, I preached a sermon on this a, a few weeks ago. God God's keep, keeps, pull, keeps drawing me to this place. Jesus is the Word of God. He existed in the beginning with God. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
I, kn I know that I quote that scripture a lot, but that scripture is amazing. It is truth, and it is life. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was void and without form. And, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. When God spoke light into the world, He spoke and the Word of God made, brought light into the world. So in the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. Jesus is God. He was in the beginning with God. So, Jesus, this is He that came by water and blood, verse 6, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. The Holy Spirit of God is truth, and it bears witness that Jesus was born into the world. How each and every one of us are born by water and blood from our mother's womb. We are born by water and blood. Now here's the thing. Uh, it's in Job. Uh, Job, Job actually uh, makes a, a quote. I don't actually have that scripture. It just popped into my head. God is good. Uh, Job said that a child, nothing can be born from corruption and not itself be corrupted. So when a child is born from a corrupted womb, which is his or her mother's womb, that womb is corrupted because that person is corrupted because this world is corrupted. That's why children are born innocent into sin. Because they're literally born from a corrupted place into a corrupted place. But children in the eyes of God are innocent until they know the difference between good and evil. Once they know the difference, they're no longer innocent. So, but Jesus, He was born by water and blood. Not by water only, but also by blood. He was born from His mother's womb. And it was a virgin and even though she was a corrupted being and her womb was corrupted, Jesus was born innocent and stayed innocent. He stayed pure. He stayed without sin. He died on that cross as innocent as the day he was born from his mother's womb. And not a single person that's ever lived can make that claim. When Jesus died on the cross, He died as innocent as He was when He was born from the corrupted flesh of His mother's womb. So Jesus came by water and blood. He came in the form of a human child. Through water and blood. And the Spirit beareth witness, because the Spirit is truth. The Holy Spirit of God is truth. Jesus was born of, of a mother's womb on earth. But Jesus existed in the beginning with God. 
So he stepped out of heaven. And when the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and she was impregnated, that was Jesus. And he was born of a corrupted womb and he was born innocent and stayed that innocent in that innocent form forever. On the cross he was innocent. Resurrection he was innocent and he is innocent now. There is no darkness in God. Only light. There is no, it is impossible for God to sin. As Paul the Apostle spoke many times. And Jesus is God. Verse 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. The Father God, the Word of God, which is Jesus. And the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. Every human being is born of water and blood. Now, Satan's trying to change this. There's a technology where they're trying to make it to where they can take an egg a a an egg that's been well basically an embryo and put it into a machine and you can grow your own baby sounds like science fiction but there's a technologist working towards this to remove to change God's intention to change how we're born. And and they want to make it to where you can alter your baby and make your baby into however you want your baby to be and they grow to a certain point and then they're born through this machine. It's still an embryo. It's still a living creature that God created. Only God can give life. I mean... We're, we're trying to make robots and give them AI, which is a computer, and turn off all the blocks so that they appear alive, but they have no life. They have no soul. So, there are three that bear witness in the earth, the spirit and the water and the blood. We are water and blood. We are water and blood. Human beings are water and blood. We are born of water and blood. We are born of our mother's womb, which is water and blood. And we ourselves are water and blood. I remember in school, I think our, our bodies are 80% water or something like that. We are water and blood. And every living being is born that God gives the breath of life is born with a soul. Now I don't know if scorpions and spiders and crickets, uh, I don't know if they have souls. Sometimes to me I wonder if they weren't originally a machine created by God to 
clean the, the earth before the corruption. Me and, me and Pastor Gant, we talk about this a lot. What was God's original intent for everything before Adam and Eve brought the corruption into the world and corrupted it? And what will the new heaven and the new earth be like? As if it's written, eye cannot see, ear cannot hear, nor anyone even think of in their minds the things that God has in store for those whom He loves. Now it's a paraphrase, but... So, every human being that's born into the world is born by water and blood, and we, as human beings, are water and blood. And everyone that's born and given, God freely gives the breath of life, is born with a soul. So, there are three that bear witness in the earth. The spirit, the water, and the blood. That is a human being. That is a human being. God is in heaven. And he has dominion over all creation. Man is on the earth. And God gave us dominion over the animals of this world. The trees, he gave us dominion. But not an absolute dominion. Originally, we were given a much greater dominion before the corruption. But we are given a dominion. He has absolute dominion. His dominion is even over us. He bears record in heaven and we bear witness on the earth. We are water and blood and spirit. But before we know Jesus, that soul, that spirit is bound to this water and blood. Verse 9, If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which He has testified of His Son. Believe in the words of God, not in the words of men. Because that water and that blood and that spirit that bears witness in the earth, that human being that knows not God and believes not in God will give a false witness. In fact, isn't that a sin, bearing false witness? Yes, it is. For this is the witness of God which He hath testified of His Son. Verse 10. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of His Son. God is truth and God is life. The Spirit of God is truth. Jesus Christ came into the world and saved us so that everyone that believes on Him, that believes that God, that He came from God, the only begotten Son of God, that He is the Word made flesh, everyone that believes on Him is no longer bound to the grave and ultimately cast into hell. Instead, is free from the bonds 
of corruption, free from the imperfection of this world, and reborn in the Holy Spirit, where we will have everlasting life in heaven with God Almighty. Verse 11, and this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son, Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And it's said that way because He's the only way. He's the only truth, and He is the only way to everlasting life. Only through Jesus can we receive the promise of everlasting life in heaven with God. And heaven won't always be above us. Heaven will be on earth. When all the corruption and all the evil and all the wickedness and all the sin is cast into the lake of fire, heaven and earth will be as God originally intended. Before Man chose evil over good. Before man chose to worship himself over loving God. Verse 12, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Jesus is the only way. The Word of God made flesh. Now, let's go to John chapter 19. The Gospel John chapter 19. Gospel John chapter 19. And I'm going to read 33 through 35. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they break not his legs. Now this is after Jesus was crucified. He was dead on the cross. Sometimes the Romans would have to break the legs of the ones on the cross because the Sabbath day was coming if they were crucifying Jews and the Jews would demand that they break their legs so that they could die. And breaking their legs wasn't just coming up there and breaking their legs. It was, it was brutal. It was severing their leg from their leg. Let that sink in. And then they would bleed out rapidly. So they started breaking the legs of the two other men that were crucified with Jesus and when they came to Jesus they realized that he was already dead. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came there out blood and water. And he that saw it bear record and his record is true and he knoweth that he saith true that ye might believe. So what John's saying is he was there and saw them pierce Jesus' side with a spear and water and blood came rushing out. When the lungs fill with blood, 
the lungs are just filled to the brim. So when they're punctured, water and blood comes rushing out rapidly. That's how crucifixion actually killed. He would suffocate. They would, their lungs would fill with blood and they would suffocate and die. Horrible, slow death. And Jesus suffered that for you and for me. So Jesus came into the world by water and blood and he left the world by water and blood. Oh, he returned. He resurrected. He's alive today. But he died so that you can live. And while he was, while his body was dead and yet not corrupted, his body did not decompose, never even began decomposition. While his body lay in his spirit, which he had control over, he died when he was ready. His spirit went down to hell to preach to the spirits in hell and to release the captives. And we are released. We are reborn. Heaven is open. And then his spirit entered into back into his body and he was resurrected. Yes. He came into the world by water and blood and he left this world for three days. Jesus in the flesh, not God himself, the Word himself, the Spirit of God can never die. But Jesus in the flesh died by water and blood. And for three days, for three days, the world was truly grim. The, the world was without its safe for three days. And then he resurrected. And he lives today. He walked the earth for 40 days and he ascended into heaven. And heaven is now open to me and you. But we must believe that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son. We must believe that He is the Lord. And we must deny ourselves the corruption of this world. Pick up our crosses and follow Him, keeping His commandments. As He said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. We must. If we love Him, we must keep his, his commandments. Because if we keep not His commandments, that means we do not love Him and we are not redeemed. We are not saved. Saved is more than just, I believe! Saved is moving ever closer to God every single day. Following Jesus every single day. Seeking Him every single day, not turning to the left or the right, definitely not turning around and going back in the other direction. Not living for this world and the things of this world. 
but living for him. He came by water and blood, and he left by water and blood, and he came back again. But when he came back again, he came back with spirit and power. He came and lived as a man for you and me. And he came back for you and me. And he isn't gone. Jesus in the flesh ascended to heaven, but Jesus in the spirit lives inside me. And in every one of you who believe the words that I'm speaking, on every one of you that believes and knows that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son, He lives in every one of you who humbly submit to Him and obediently follow Him. Jesus, the Spirit, lives within us. Jesus in the flesh is in heaven waiting to return again. Let's go to John chapter 12. This is our course. John chapter 12, verse 44 through 50. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He that seeth Jesus seeth God. As Jesus clearly said, He that sees me sees the Father God because Jesus is the image of the invisible God. He is the image of God. He that seeth me, seeth the one that sent me. John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. Verse 46, I came a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Jesus' first coming was to save the world so that everyone in the entire world has an opportunity to believe in Jesus and obediently serve Jesus. So when He returns, we are caught up with Him. He, he sends His angels out to the four corners of the earth when He returns and gathers us up, those of us who believe, and we are brought into Him, into His very bosom. He came to save them, not to condemn them. Verse 48, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting 
Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Jesus is the Word of God. The Father tells Jesus what to say, and Jesus speaks the words of the Father. Jesus is the image and the word of the invisible God. Jesus is love. Jesus is truth. Jesus is the only way. And the cross what was a symbol of death is now a symbol of everlasting life. It is a symbol of that truth. That Jesus came into the world by water and blood. He taught us how to live in this corrupted world for Him. He taught His apostles. He taught His disciples. He spread them out throughout the world. And he's still teaching us, his disciples. I'm a disciple. Are you? And then he left in the flesh, in the flesh by water and blood, and he returned into his fleshly body with the power of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. He died once for us. God. Not in spirit that he died, but in flesh. But he died and went through the worst possible pain and suffering you could imagine. So that we don't have to die. Oh, these fleshly bodies fall, but we don't have to go to hell. He did that for us. If you believe on him, believe that God came into the world to save the world, suffered on a cross, died, resurrected, and ascended. If you believe that God in the flesh came in the form of Jesus, and you believe and follow Him and serve Him and love Him, then you don't have to go to hell. He did that for you. You certainly don't have to burn in the lake of fire, which is at the end of it all. When this body falls, you get to go be with Him in heaven. Let's pray. Lord God, thank You for these words that You have so freely given. Thank You, Lord, for Jesus. Thank You, Lord, for everlasting life. Thank You, Lord, that Jesus Christ is that way, that truth, that life. Thank you, Lord, for your perfect love that you wanted us with you. You wanted heaven with us. And not just as a creation, but as a son, as a daughter, as a child of God. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for filling every one of us who believe on Him with your Holy Spirit, bathe and baptizing us and calling us your own. Please let these words be heard and received and given again. 
and received and heard. Let these words, let this truth spread like wildfire. Let many come to know and believe and have everlasting life through Jesus Christ, the Word, the Son, God. Please, Lord, I ask and I pray these things in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you.